Welcome to Don't Argue Thursday edition. This is the Geek Hour. We've got uh, Jacob Wilson from Champion Data, our resident nerd. Jay Clark from the Herald Sun. And geez, quite this week, a couple of weeks ago, he said the executive committee pulled him in. Braveheart, freedom! Well, he's castaways. Tom Hanks on the island going, Wilson! <laughs> Only got one out of five last week. Uh, the Don't Argue Multi... Um, we didn't get any of them, boys, so we need didn't to lift. get a single leg, do we? Not. Zero, That's, three. That makes me feel better, though. I'd rather we all go down than me to be the one that brings the multi down. That actually makes me feel a bit better. Oh, you're a real <laughs> team player, aren't you? <laughs> I'd rather you all fail with me. Boys, I, uh, I'm not that concerned, to be honest, because, I mean, I've, I've read reports, and I'm not going to buy into it too much, but I've read reports the whole country was off its chaff last weekend. I'm not sure you noticed with the election result, but there was a bit of a full moon out there, and we all went a little bit bananas, I'm told. So, uh, look, I'm unsurprised that we've, uh, we were a little bit off the mark, but Alistair Clarkson gave me a call. Did you know that? No, I he didn't. called me that. He said, Clark, yeah, I heard you and Jacob uh, didn't have a great result at the weekend. He said, don't worry, 2015, first final. We went over there to Perth. We lost to West Coast. I got the boys together and I regrouped. I said, we all regrouped. He said, you can have one bad one, <laughs> but you can't have two bad ones in a row. So we get back on the horse, Dick. And you know what happened this week what? after that, after Clark had called me? What? I went down to the 7-Eleven. I got some Fanta. I got some Starbursts. That's what the cool kids eat these days. <laughs> some four and twenty sausage rolls. I went round to Jacob's house. We got our laptops over. <laughs> there was smoke and steam blowing out of the laptops. We've been crunching the numbers all week to get it right this week. And I tell you what, stay tuned because your pockets will be full by the time we're finished with this. I got I got fluoro pen all over my notebook, mate. I'm ready to go. Oh, I love it. Oh. Uh, they still selling Fanta, are they? <laughs> Better and skills. Something to keep us up till 6am. You love it. Uh, right, eh? Stick oh. around for the Don't Argue Multi at the end of the show. It'll be in the enhanced odd section, but it's going to be a beauty because we have to pick ourselves up. I went free last week. And you've hit the nail on the head, Jay. We're up and about because last week, you boys, you did tip Richmond over Hawthorne. Yeah, so we had I was a little win. Say Clarko was the one who actually helped us out last yeah. week by going We're down to the Tigers. But, but guess what? Not, mal- not much else after that. All right, let's get into it. How this works if you're a first time listener, and I know we've got some loyal listeners out there. The top five bets of the week from Jacob and Jay, starting with the fifth best bet to the best. Starting with you, Jacob. Yeah, so I'm looking at Hawthorne to, to kick us off here. Now, there's, it's a really interesting game that you got between Hawthorne and Port Adelaide because Port Adelaide are the best clearance team, Hawthorne are the worst clearance in team. In Tassie? Yeah, in Tassie. That means that Port Adelaide are probably going to get a fair bit of um, territory going out of these stoppages. But what I really worry about with Port Adelaide, the reason I'm going for um, the Hawks, is because of their ball movement. They're, they're, they're one of the worst ball-moving teams um, this year, Port Adelaide. Their kicking efficiency is really low. And what we've seen with Hawthorne is we know what they're going to bring each week. They're going to bring a really good structure behind the ball. They're going to bring pressure on the ball carrier. So what I think that means for Port Adelaide is they're not going to be able to move it. And Hawthorne, and they're going to gobble up those intercepts and score from them. Yeah, I like it. I mean, Hawthorne uh, wasn't great last weekend, but down at Launceston against the really young Port Adelaide team. I know mm. uh, Hawthorne is missing uh, Ben McAvoy, but they don't lose down there too often. So I'm going to go the Hawks at the line. Bit of extra value. Three and a half point line. That is skinny. Uh, Clarko knows Launceston very well, so I'll have the Hawks. I reckon that's almost the better of the round. That's how good our it's notepad is this week. almost the best home ground advantage in AFL yeah. is Hawthorne at Launceston. Yeah. yeah, And if they're coming off a loss, yeah. as you said, they rarely lose two in a row, let alone in Tassie. Yep. The only thing about Port Adelaide, too, is also their time in forward half. Yep. Dominating, plus 10 minutes. Yeah, that's because their, their clearance game is so strong. So they get it in there, but they're really poor at scoring from it. So that's where Hawthorne have the opportunity at taking advantage of their poor efficiency. Dicko, just quickly, if you could pick only one player, yep. uh, would it be Jay Gromira or James Sicily? 
James Sicily. Is a, is more important to Hawthorne. More than important Jay to Rimmel. Hawthorne because that back line's their biggest Achilles. I would heel. pay James Sicily well and truly over a million dollars a yeah, season. I watched him at the weekend, his game on Tommy Lynch. Awesome. He's unbelievable. Yeah. And he's got the mongrel, he's got all everything. Class skill. Intercepting. Good kick. Massive uh, kick. Plays one-on-one. Yep. Competitor. There's nothing you could complain about with James Sisley. All right, that's enough licks for Hawthorne. All right, let's move to the fourth best bet. And Fremantle v Brisbane. Over. 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 Now, I've been doing a bit. We crunched the numbers, as Jay said. The, uh, <laughs> and this is, one, this is one we came across when we were crunching the numbers. Now, at home this year, Fremantle's matches have averaged 163 points per game. When they go on the road, they shut it down, they lock it down, and their matches have averaged just 126 points per game. So when they're at home, the game opens up. When they're on the road, it closes down. They're at home, and they're coming up against the highest-scoring um, matches, which is Brisbane. So Brisbane like to have high-scoring games. So hopefully this one turns into a shootout. Uh, did you say average 163 match points at home and 126 on the road? So in round one, they kicked 142 of those. No, that, that's that's they, they're, <laughs> their opposition only scored about 50. So it was a big win. So the match scoring wasn't that big I love it. Um, in that first game. I'm I like going, that bit. I'm going slightly different. I'm going a two-leg multi here. And one of the legs is uh, Fremantle. I like them at home against Brisbane. Brisbane will try and play a stoppage game. I think Nat Fife can have a huge influence uh, on this one, his battle against Lockie Neal. So I'll have Frio into Richmond. Richmond should do a job on the Bombers. Should. Dream time at the G. A massive game. Without Devin Smith, without Joe Dan, who's going to be missing for the whole season now. The Essendon spearhead. I think this is money for jam for Richmond. I like the Frio. So 250, two-legged multi-dicker. That's good value. Love it. Right on. for Essendon, aren't they? Yes. It's a danger game. Yeah. They're neither here nor there. And that last week at Marvel Stadium against Freo is an awful game of football. Yeah, they were lucky to get away with that win. All right, third best bet. Now, the Giants coming off a huge win. This, for mine, the best watch of the weekend. Melbourne, the outsiders against the Giants. <laughs> well, I, I'm going to throw it out there. I think that this generous at the MCG is a bit of a myth. And the reason is, you look at their opponents they keep having to play at the MCG. They're quality opponents. They're, two of those losses have come to Richmond. Everyone's losing to Richmond at the MCG over the last couple of years. Melbourne last year were about the uh, most informed team when they lost to them. They lost to Collingwood there last year in the prelim final as well. They nearly won the grand final there. So they were in great form as well. They beat Richmond at the MCG the next week. They actually beat Collingwood at the MCG last year as well in round two. Let's not forget that. So yes, they got had a really bad performance against Hawthorne a couple of weeks ago. But their quality of opponent they've been playing at the MCG is probably the, f- the main reason their record at the MCG is so poor. Now you look at who they're playing this week. The D's are not in good nick. Now, they probably could have won last week. I thought you were going to do my ironing for a, a month, Dicko, because they were they looked like they were going to win by 40-plus, and then they did what they always do, which is they had plenty of entries. They had 15 more entries than the Eagles, but they couldn't put it on the scoreboard. And at a certain point, you've got to realise that yeah, they're probably going to have um, enough entries to win this game, but they're probably not going to win it because their efficiency going inside forward 50 is putrid. Right. I'll have the Giants at the line. This is moving day for Leon Cameron's men because I think they've only won, as you said, one of their last nine games at the MCG. But I think this is their last one. It's going to be very important ahead of the final series. I think Melbourne's got 18 players on its injury list. They almost played Jake Lever, second game back from a knee reconstruction in the ones. That's how decimated they are. Simon Goodwin's fainting in press conferences. I'll tell you <laughs> what, uh, she's all at sea at 
depth Melbourne. I mean, Christian Petrarch has turned his game around a little bit. He's just min- missing that finishing skill. Putrid with the footy. Jeff Gallett missed that shot on, on yeah. that goal. Oh, they, they could have almost... They could have in that first quarter last week. They could have yep. been three, four goals up and they just weren't. And you could just feel it. Yep. Those wasted opportunities were going to come back and bite them. That's it. GWS turned the corner last week, especially on the outside against Carlton. And I expect them to win against Melbourne. The 12 and a half point line's pretty skinny. I reckon they should win this by about four or five goals. And it'll be big news, Dicko. I actually, in true, I went down the trade as I said, have you made a mistake on that minus 12 and a half? They yep. will do a number on Melbourne. Yeah. Absolutely. We, Offense will just smack them. In the state of their list at the minute with the injuries, I mean, it's significant. The concussions are the big one this week you've got to monitor. Is Salem going to play? Is Smith going to play? They've got, I think, four players with concussions at the moment. So they're a chance of getting all those guys back, maybe, or having none of them play, which would be a disaster. One step closer to your best bet. This is your second best of the weekend, and you're going with Carlton. Yeah, so I've, uh, I've looked at the numbers. Now, obviously, it was an embarrassing performance for them last week. Um, but they normally back up an embarrassing performance with a really solid one. So you look over the since the start of 2017, they've lost by 50-plus points 11 times. And nine of those times, they've, they've at least not lost by five goals the next week. So that's where I'm looking here. So they're going to stay within five goals. They can't afford another blowout. It's only $1.45, but they're coming up against the Saints who have lost four in a row. Um, if they get blown out in this one, it's that's that's when Bolton's really under the... Um, under the firing squad, I guess. Yeah, yeah, well, he'll be in front of it. In uh, front of it? No yeah. doubt about that. Under the microscope, I think I was looking Well, uh, just while we're on that, this is going to be the biggest acid test for the players. Don't worry about bolts. If they don't stick for four quarters and they drop away, what does that tell you? They're not playing for him? Absolutely. So my eyes are on players, not how this is getting coached. My eyes are on the players on effort and attitude. Kate Simpson should be back as well, which will help. Massive month for Carlton, as we said on the Don't Argue Monday uh, edition. I'm unsure about that game. There's just I'm, I'm gonna you don't know which way. It's yeah, going. I'm gonna leave it alone. I'm gonna leave it alone. My gut feel was maybe uh, Carlton, like like you, Jacob, but I'm still not 100 percent convinced. I'm having a look at the Western Bulldogs. They were pretty good against a very good Geelong side for three quarters last week. They're only blown away in the last quarter. Now against the uh, North Melbourne side, which I think is a bottom three, bottom four team. I think the Western Bulldogs should get the job done. Minus seven and a half points. I think they've got the quality in the midfield. Aaron Norton, obviously. Um, I, I think they've got the strength in the midfield to get them. You use the ball a bit better, possibly, than North Melbourne. So the seven and a half point line. Bulldogs, I'll have that, Jacob. Such a disappointing result last week for North Melbourne. Yep. They, they just wasted opportunity Should after opportunity late, late in that match. They were bombing it in um, to Alia Alia and all the Sydney defenders. It just lacked a team with composure. Not good signs when you get beaten by Sydney, I reckon. It was... It was a very un- inexperienced Sydney team as well. That, that is about as easy you'll ever face Sydney, and they couldn't get the job done. If the Bulldogs lose this, Dicko, right, it's time to turn the heat on them. This is a game that the Western Bulldogs, Luke Beveridge's men, should win. Yes, it's hard down at the Cattery, but if they're going to be anywhere near the finals this year, they're beating North Melbourne this weekend. So the acid goes on? Oh, I reckon. I reckon it'd be a, a, it would be time to have a really good look at the Western Bulldogs where they sit if they can't win this one. All right, best bet of the weekend. Here it comes, and we're going to stick to Friday night, you boys. I like yep. it. I love this bet. This is, I would say, my best bet of the season so far. <laughs> Wow. I'm going with Collingwood to be leading at every change. Now, the reason we're going with that one is because you look at Collingwood, and they are the best first quarter team that we would have on record if they can keep this pace up for the rest of the year. Then you look at the other side of the coin, and you look at Sydney, and Sydney are the second worst first quarter team um, going around. So what that says is Collingwood should open up a lead early, and then from that point on, it should be pretty easy work for them. So $2.15 to be leading at every break. I was trying to do the maths, and I was like, 
I think it should be about dollar seventy, dollar sixty for um, them to be leaving at every break. And we were saying before, Sydney's injury still no Buddy, uh, no Zach Jones this week as well. This is about a, as light on as you can get Sydney, and SCG for them is no advantage. Do you know what I love about that bet? On Friday nights, and everyone in here at Bet Easy, we're all on the um, WhatsApp. Jacob will be texting every single break. Quarter time, here I go. The fill-up's on, halftime. That'll give us a great watch all the way through. And, Jake, yeah. well, you're we'd expecting ha- a big number. Well, we'd, ha- we'd had a lot of fanter by this stage uh, throughout the week, Dicko, <laughs> and I think Collingwood could win this by 40-plus. Yes, they're missing some big-name players, but they've got some experience there and uh, the class and quality, I think, against a very young Sydney side. How good was Tom Papley last week, by the way? But I think Co- Collingwood can win this by 40-plus, and $3.50 is great value for one of the premiership favourites against one of the absolute Battlers. Well, uh, just while we're on Fanner, a yeah. story came to me, so I'm going to tell it yeah, anyway. Go. I love it. <laughs> I've been out in the source with Jonathan Brown. We're in the cab on the way home. We go in the same direction, live in the same suburb. He said, let's pull in the Maccas. I said, no drama. So we pull in. He goes, what do you want? I said, um, a bucket of chicken. And the bloke behind the guy goes, it's Maccas, mate. I said, all right, well, just a can of Mellow Yellow. And he goes, <laughs> what's Mellow Yellow? How old are you? Brandon, shut up. <laughs> Kids of this day and age have not heard of Mellow Yellow. Are you kidding me? Oh, I haven't heard of Mellow Yellow. Oh, Jacob. Oh, dear. How old are you, Dicko? <laughs> are you serious? You've never heard of Mellow Yellow. <laughs> right, we're going to take a break so I can bash this geek in here. This Steve Urkel. All right, don't argue. You're listening to After the Break Fantasy Fill Up and First Goal Scorer. Australia's most rewarding betting experience is here. My Rewards features a range of sports and racing promotions and offers, including Bet Boost, all accessible with your own My Rewards hub. More offers, more often, more for you. Visit beteasy.com.au or download the latest app. Gamble responsibly. Welcome back to Don't Argue. We're having a big Thursday here and hopefully a big weekend because our resident geek and nerd has fantasy fill-up time and he just dominates this market. Yeah, I think what we're go- I'm going for here is my mum used to say I could bet on two flies racing up a wall. And this is what these these fantasy markets up. They hate your studs. There are a couple of flies just crawling up a wall because we've got first we've got Willie Rioli versus Liam Ryan. Now not not your highest fantasy scoring players. They're looking around the sixty mark. But do you remember uh, Willie Rioli's preseason this year? He looked awesome. He was averaging eighty-two fantasy points through the preseason. Uh, looked really good as well in his first game back last week. So I think Willie Rioli is really set for a breakout season this year. Um, so if he does continue that formula we saw from the JLT series compared to Liam Ryan, who averaged about fifty-eight last year, fifty-seven this year, um, he should easily clear that market. Well, he's paying a dollar ninety-six there. He topped the GPS numbers last year almost. Yeah. He's top top three. He's a phenomenal runner, Willie Rioli. All right, Joel Hamling v. Alex Pierce. Now this is this is maybe not flies on the wall. This might be snails. These guys they average about 40, 40 a piece here. So this is really you're looking. Like, oh, yeah, someone gets a market to kick it. Really sways the market. <laughs> Battle of the slugs, is it? Yeah, Battle of the slugs. But if you actually look at it, I can't believe they're paying a dollar eighty eight each. Because Hamling should be starting comfortable favourite here. If you look going back to the start of last year, Hamling's beaten Pierce. Uh, 16 times to 10 and one of the times that ha- uh, Pierce got up was when Hamlin got injured so let's just look at it Alex Pierce all he does is intercept Hamlin 
Yeah, I guess that plus ten percent more. So we'll give Hamling the edge in this market. I, I would love it if these boys listen to this podcast. How funny is that? It's in the fact they're very good players, but in fantasy land, they don't give you a lot. You know, when Jacob's um, going with zingers, uh, he's in good form, <laughs> he's so good he's form. back. What I would say is Alex Pierce last week against Essendon. Yep. The worst kick of the season. Had Mundy 20 metres clear on that back flank, how he missed that target, you would have hit that, Jacob, that target. So he should have caught the big spray. Remember, out there, just do not give the ball to Alex Pierce. He might be in 10 metres of space, but just don't keep keep it it off him. Moment in that game, too. Huge moment. All right, first goal scorer market. You've hit a few this season. We've got Gary Rowan. Gary Rowan. Now, he is the king of the first goal. Mm. Uh, We actually looked back to his career. He's kicked the first goal. 12 times from his 116 career goals. So he's kicking 10.3% of his goals are first goals. Compare that to Buddy. Buddy's kicking 3% of his goals are first goals. So he is, for that measure, he's elite in the competition. Kicked the first two goals last Mm. week against the Bulldogs. Uh, He's paying $10. And, you know, across his career, he's been averaging about 1, 1. 1.4 goals. This is his best season by far. He's averaging 2.2 goals. So to get him at $10 against the Suns, who aren't going to kick the first goal, uh, I love that bet. All right, Jaden Stevenson's the other one. Jaden Stevenson. Now, I was thinking about Jordan Dugowie. Do you have any mail on Jordan Dugowie? I think he's playing. Um, Jacob, it's fair to say. He's out. Mason Cox isn't playing, so they're going to be missing a few. Yeah, and Jaden Stevenson, while these uh, Jamie Elliott's out and while Jordan Dugowie's out, he's getting a lot more of that deep, deep forward role. So they normally rotate between the three of those guys, but with the other two out, he gets to sit in the goal square. Um, He's kicking goals galore. Kicked um, one from the... About the centre circle last week with a, a beautiful torpedo. But over the last few weeks, he's kicked about 14 goals from six games. So he, he's right on the money at uh, paying $13, I think it is as well. Yep. Which he, he should be in about uh, nine or eight. Did you hear that? He just yawned in our podcast. Don't no, want to have a coffee in here and spit it on anyone? Or... Yeah, I made that <laughs> no, mistake. No, no, he made one mistake and he yep. won't make it again. All right, quick hands time. You know how it works, boys. Not that you ever handball in your career or played at any level. Um, it was all about chess and a little bit of... Uh, What's the other man? Uh, what's where you use? Chinese dungeons, checkers dungeons and dungeons and dragons and. Dragons and, and oh, you played with dolls. Never, do- never dungeons and dragons. You played with dolls anyway, Jay. So let's just move <laughs> on. All right. First up, Friday night, the Swannies and the Pies. Love the Pies. Collingwood, 17 and a half line. Tick, tick. Hawthorne, Port Adelaide in Tassie. Uh, Hawthorne for the line. Please. Hawthorne, yeah, minus three and a half. One of the bets of the round. Jay Clark's best game of the weekend here. Bulldogs in North Melbourne. Bulldogs for me. Bulldogs minus seven and a half. Crows hosting West Coast. Not a lot of confidence, but I'll go the Crows. Yeah, I'm the same. This is a this is a stay away game. You, if you sabotage our multi, uh, don't with touch this, that game. I'll mate. be unhappy. You're kidding me. I don't think that's the that bet game. of the weekend. Oh, boy, dangerous right. game. Oh boy. Speaking of bets of the weekend. Gold Coast Suns and the Geelong Footy Club. I, I like. I, I thought about putting this in my best bets. I just uh, after last week what the Gold Coast did, I didn't. But Gold Coast at thirty two and a half, I'll, I'll take that. Oh, I agree. I was thinking about that uh, this week. Suns thirty two and a half. Dream time at the G. Richmond Essendon. Richmond. Richmond fifteen and a half is money. Mm, massive game. This Melbourne and the Giants. GWS. GWS twelve Ooh, and a half. Tick tick. Saints and Carlton. Marvel. Carlton. Yes, not with a huge amount of confidence. Oh, two Carlton. Carlton's, no Saints. No. And the final game of the round is Fremantle and the Brisbane Lions. Brisbane for me, please. This is where we disagree. Frio, four and a half. Oh, nice. Frio, that's a tough game. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. I'm 50-50 on it, to be honest. Okay. All right, let's move to the Don't Argue Multi. I mentioned it off the top. You can find that in the Enhanced Odds section. 
Colin, we're delete every break. I know yeah, that's my best bet of the season. That's an absolute no-brainer. Okay, so we're going to pencil that one in. Then we head to Tassie, and you love the Hawks to just cover that little minus three and a half. Spoke to Clarko this week. Oh, he's given you a pump up, didn't he? He knows. He knows. <laughs> Don't lose two in a row. And then I think the better the weekend is West Coast plus seven and a half. Reigning premiers, Adelaide, just going. I don't know. The Eagles. I reckon I'm West nervous. Coast is just can going, we, to be honest. Can we overrule it? Yeah. yeah we are allowed to say no on that. Put, put something on it, boys, if you want to. Put something on it. You want to do my ironing? You want to clean my shoes? You want to leave me breakfast in bed? Whatever you want to do. All right. Coffee's next week. Coffee's next week. We'll put it on. All right. I'll get yours um, not as hot because uh, you like to spit it around. Um, <laughs> Buna Nata. He spat on his uh, other podcast, which he you know treats us with discontent, um, spat coffee on steel side bottles. Oh. Yeah, it was a regrettable incident. <laughs> MRO said, yeah, that's a week for you, yeah, Jay. It's about on the twos. All right, Boonana time. And we're going to start with you, Jay. Yeah, Nick Vlosten moved into the Richmond midfield. Very interesting last weekend in that game against uh, Hawthorne. Uh, spent upwards of 90% in the midfield, I, I think. Uh, so I expect more of that continued against the Bombers. He's at $41 to be best on ground. I think this guy's one of the most underrated players in the league. And if he's getting up near 30 possessions, yeah. I know Dusty Martin was. Uh, red hot, but this guy that is value at 41. As a junior, he was an inside midfielder as the Vic Metro captain, and then Richmond turned him into this incepting defender. So he definitely has it in his DNA to play as that inside midfielder. All right, now Jacob, uh, you got a four legger. I got a four legger. It's a quarter by quarter bet. Now the reason there's a justification behind it. You look at the Bulldogs; they've won one first quarter this year. So North Melbourne, they'll get off to a good start. Getting in front, but then North Melbourne, I think they've won one second quarter for the season. So what will happen is they'll get out there, Bevo will give the address, rev them back up, they'll get back in front and lead it home from there. That paying $9 uh, for the games to really just be following the trend of the season. You know when you uh, have your mates over at Dicko and you get sort of pretty hammered, you think it's a good idea to play darts at like midnight? <laughs> That's what Jacob's doing from like 12 foot back. <laughs> I can see their one eye. Throwing that dart. Did it hit the board? That's yeah. what I feel like that is. Yeah, but you know when he gets with his mates, all those geeks, you know what they drink? Mellow yellow. <laughs> <laughs> they don't drink any frothies. All right. Now, that's Boonana for the week. Uh, look forward to Friday night. This is going to be an absolute screamer, and I say that Go because pause. Collingwood, 40 you'll plus. Be getting, you'll it's be in a, there. You'll be getting a lot of messages, boys. Oh, as soon boy. as they have Collingwood kick the first goal, they'll kick the second goal, they'll kick the third goal. Fill the sack. <laughs> Fill the sack, quarter time, that lead half time. You get yours up at 40 plus. Everyone's yep. a winner. James Stevenson, first goal. All right, good luck across the weekend. Please leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Tell your mates if you enjoy the show. How could you not enjoy this best podcast getting around? We'll be back next week on Monday for the Don't Argue Wrap of the Weekend. Thanks for listening.